gentlemen and always springer how are we doing today buddy good to see you oh dude it is so good to see you too it's been way too long we apologize to the listeners we couldn't get our shit together last week we were just on different wavelengths and let me tell you absolute worst fucking time for us to just decide not to record for a week but this week i am so fucking glad that we were able to just get our shit together and at least record for however long we could but holy shit we have a lot of hockey to talk about of hockey that has gone on that (laughs) has not only been incredible to watch but i would argue and maybe venture to say this is one of the better playoff seasons i've seen in i don't know if i could put a time frame on it but it maybe the past 10 years it's this has been electric. We are we have made it through the first round, and out of eight series, we've already had five game sevens and a whole bunch of upsets, not upsets. Call it how you want it. We've got some teams talking trash on TikTok and Twitter. I mean, it it's it's unbelievable. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Playoff hockey is here. It is back, baby. And I love it. Oh, I do too. I do too. I think we've got to discuss the elephant in the room though first. Uh, you you just had to, didn't you? I, I did. I, I, was, I, mean, I was just starting to get over it as I mean, of an hour ago. And I mean, now here we are. We gotta bring it back up. I mean, you gotta start off with the bad news before you can get to the good news, right? Fine. That's just like Yeah, you gotta... the, wild, the wild loss. Let's let's talk about it. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about it. I just, you know, I, Um, I, you and I have not had a full discussion about it yet because I know better than to, I know better than (laughs) to discuss it with you right after it happens. That's that's fair. That's fair. If ever time to discuss it, it is now. That is a good point. So this will all be new to Springer as well. Um, You know, I still think this is one of the best teams that the Minnesota Wild Club franchise has ever seen that's not a question in my mind i do hate though that now they're just kind of like all right well the, the, be- the best team in minnesota wild franchise regular season couldn't even win a fucking playoff series it's like is there any hope for us <laughs> uh, you know ballsy move there by dean to go with cam in game six i'm not upset at it let me start there Cam deserved a shot, and he was playing his best hockey. Also, tough to blame Cam when your team puts one goal in the net. I, you, you, can say, you could say he gave up some soft ones. You could say momentum. You could say whatever the hell you want. The fact of the matter is there was one goal on the score sheet at the end of the game, and it's pretty damn hard to go into the playoffs and ask your attendee to put up a shutout. Cold, game six, facing elimination. I, it's it's just not going to happen. So, I I don't I'm not I'm not mad at Dean there. I will say I think he chose the wrong game to put Cam in. I think 
the right game to put Cam in was game four. The Wild were up two to one. You put Cam in for game four in St. Louis. Even if you lose, the series is now two to two. Flurry just got four days of rest. And now he's going back home in Minnesota. You're starting a fresh flurry. That, in my opinion, I thought that from the get-go from game four, like regardless of all the other outcomes, that was my opinion. I think that is what should have happened. That being said, we just didn't have offense. We either, we either had a shit ton of it or we had none. You can't win a game scoring zero or one goal. You're just, it's, it's not, it's not going to work. It's not how it's going to happen. So it's unfortunate. I am devastated. It just hurts, man. It just hurts. Do you think you'll be saying this, seeing the same semblance of the, the same team next year? Oh, I think there's going to be quite a bit of changes. It, I don't think there will be a lot of changes. The wild don't have the cap space to make a lot of changes based on our, our suitor and our Parise buyout deals that we're now paying like 18 mil or 22 mil combined between the two of them for the next three years. Jesus. Dude, I was looking at it. Some of the, like, like the league average for cap space this year is in the off season. I think it's towards like mid twenties, low 30 millions for, for most of the team's off season cap space. The wild have nine. (laughs) So that's why I was so in, you know, gung ho about this season. I was like, we don't have to pay those contract buyouts yet. We're not taking a huge hit in our cap. Like this is the season. And now we run into issues of who are we going to resign? Who can't we afford to resign? And where do we go from there? A flurry's gone. You know, it was, it was great to have him for a quarter of a season. It was awesome. It was cool. I'm sure he enjoyed his time. We enjoyed having him. He's gone. We can't afford him, dude. He would, he would literally clean us of our cap. So he's gone. Uh, I think, I think our, priority deal needs to be Fiala and I know you hate to hear that because you want to see him go join your crack and he would do some nasty things with with Matty B over there oh oh, oh. Dude. I mean you saw him and Boldy on a line Boldy was a rook this year and, and yeah they they just they gelled so well together he just he sees the game so well whether it's assists or goals he's gonna do fantastic wherever he lands I'm just hoping that's with Minnesota well, I mean, we'll keep the crack and talk light because, I mean, there really isn't a whole lot to talk about him at this point. But I, I yeah, Matty B towards, you know, when he came on that team, it was like a brand new team. Just it having was, him on the ice. Well, and not only was it a brand new team, the, the kid was putting up at least a point a night. <laughs> yeah. As a, yeah as, he, a, as a rookie, as literally just coming into the league out of college. Eight games with at least a point out of nine, I think. Yeah. Towards the end of the season there, it was stupid, but I, I see a lot of hope with them. So I think we've got a shit ton of cap space. So depending on what kind of moves we want to make in the off season, like getting Fiala, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I hope not, but it just <laughs> might happen. Yeah, um, right. That's my two cents. That's all I want to say. Of that. That's, that's enough of that. Yep. The, the wild continue to shatter my heart and make me want to, scream and cry and break every piece of everything that I owned in my life. That's enough. Hey, hey, at least you're not the Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's true. However, if I was the Maple Leafs, I'd at least get to watch Austin Matthews all the time, and that's kind of cool. But yeah, but we I, got Kirill Kaprizov. So I was going to say, you have Kaprizov. Uh, but can we get into that series, too? Yes. I, oh, I, was, I, was, gonna, I was just going to start on the West. We Obviously, we started with the Wild. 
let's okay. let's let's jump to the one that we don't need to talk about at all because we called it from the get-go the abs absolutely ruining the predators on top of us thinking even the preds healthy would get swept you then mm-hmm. add in <laughs> soros and yossi are your two top players and they're injured for the first three games of the series not playing for the first three i think I think Soros started the fourth. I could be wrong on that. Whatever it is. I don't think he did. I, he might not have. And I could be I could be totally just making that up. This this was not a shock to anybody. The Preds limped into the playoffs as it was, and then they got those injuries and they were truly limping. That was it was just bad. Four nothing. Bad. Series is over. Bye bye, Nashville. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you run run the first little talk on the flames and the stars. Oh, because I, I know you love the flames. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was like seeing an ex just doing so well. And when you're like, you, you know, when you, when you, you know, yourself I, are not doing well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you want to call it that, that's fine too. But. Well, I'm just, I'm just talking in the sense of, yeah, I mean, that you're seeing your ex, which is the flames. And yeah. your your current girlfriend just so happens to be the Kraken, who aren't even in the same league as the Flames, if you want to consider it postseason versus seasons over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's, yeah, that's, hey man, hey man, it's a harsh way to put it. Don't get me wrong, that's, that's very harsh. My girl, my girl yeah. just dumped me, so <laughs> I'm I'm struggling over here too, man. Hey, at least at least your girl's reliable and she'll come back and <laughs> make the playoffs in a, again next in a year. year. <laughs> true, true. But but no, it's like seeing an ex just doing very well for themselves. Just they're thriving and they're, you know, they've been working on themselves themselves. They're they're thriving and they're they're having that hot girl summer or whatever you want to call it. And you're like, you know what? Good for them. They got that job they wanted. They're 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 doing it. It was, it was kind of like that for the Flames, but I, I couldn't help but watch just a little bit. Team looked really good. I will be totally honest, though. The fact that they that Dallas took them to seven games blows my mind. And the fact that it went to overtime is all thanks in part to Jay Godinger. I, dude, I think Jay Godinger, oh, I think Jay Godinger God. deserves MVP of that series. I know the Stars didn't win, but that man... <laughs> played unbelievable every night he was on the ice it was it was incredible to watch he oh yeah was, he was an absolute animal he has now from that game he he has the second highest shots on goal Dude, from a goalie in a game he stopped 64 shots yeah that becomes the second highest in playoff history if i'm jake ottinger dude i am furious that my team didn't put one more puck in the net when I stopped 64. Are you kidding oh. me? What more do you want me to do? Oh, God. Yeah, where the fuck were Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan for that? Not only or, that or, entire Or game. Jason Robertson or Pavelski. Like, no, dude, they, they just, I don't know. I, I think when it mattered most, Ottinger was the only one that really stepped up and played playoff hockey, and that was Game 7 overtime. And, and he Absolutely. looked phenomenal. He was lights out, and Dallas just couldn't offensively show for him. Dude, buzzing. That whole oh man. I this is the one thing that I have missed so much just from the last couple of years of COVID and all that bullshit. 
being able to see not only an arena just go absolutely ape shit, but those shots of outside the arena, oh. and you just see all the fans just going yes. ape shit. I just that gives me chills every time. I love it's, it. Oh, especially those game sevens last night. Oh my! Those two goodness. game sevens Dude, last both night, both of them. Dude, yesterday, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in a sec. We got to yes. on the Western Conference, but oh my yes. god, right? Oh wow, yes, playoff hockey. It just it's another beast. I'm so stoked, and gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here. I don't know if we want to talk about it. You know, it's been really hard to watch some of the games with one of the broadcasters. I would argue to say that ESPN. I. Just no, maybe it wasn't ESPN. There, there's, there's one of them. I can't remember exactly what channel it was on, but the broadcast team, dude. I'm like, I'm convinced you and I would have done better. It, it was just. It's probably Leah Hextall in ESPN. Might, it, it might have been on ESPN, but dude, Twitter I, was ripping. I, I did on her. see Twitter was all over Leah Hextall. Ripping. She was, she was getting torn apart online, mm-hmm. dude. I mean. You know, I will be honest, as somebody who's actually done play-by-play before, granted, not at that level at all, Right, it's not easy. It no, really is not no, easy. And, and by no means am I saying it's easy or that it should be. What I am yeah. saying is, if you are going to announce on a nationally broadcasted channel the playoffs for the Stanley Cup, you better be able to at least stay in the game. <laughs> and well, it- and attract an audience too. It's the right. first playoffs of the e- in ESPN since 2004. Right. So when you're throwing somebody on who may be a little bit, we'll say, quote unquote, controversial, just in the sense that they're not exactly what the fans have been craving to hear more of. Right. You know. So putting throwing them on on an ESPN broadcast for the first year that ESPN has the NHL again is a little concerning to me. And a lot of people have voiced their opinion on, on Twitter and other social media channels, just about their, their distaste of Leah Haxtell. And not to say that I don't think she'll get better because I think she could. Oh, a hundred percent. But there's, let's... there's absolutely room for improvement, but the, the issue here tons isn't <laughs> the issue here. Isn't about improving. The issue is you need to start better. You right. need to have somebody in there that is doing better and that mm-hmm. is announcing correctly and precisely. And like, they're just, the playoffs is not the time to bring in a new person to announce yeah. a hockey game. Like we just got to bumper back to the minors, you know, I, let yes. her call some AHL games let her call, for a season. Let some ECHL, some fucking juniors games. And then she can come try and play with the big boys a little bit. I just, ah. and you know, I, it's sad because you know, it's the last name. I mean, let's be honest, the last name's the reason she probably got the job. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I don't think she's bad. I, I think, as we said, there's room for improvement. I think down the road, she will be a good announcer. Yeah. But this just was not the time to bring her in. She needed, no. she needed more experience, and this just wasn't it. So Needs a little right. more time in the oven. But Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, yep. enough of that rabbit hole. Yep. Uh, yep. Oilers Kings, buddy. Oh, Another game you seven. Were, you were another game seven, which you called this one to go to seven, but you had the Kings win in this one. I mm-hmm. I will say for a while there, I thought the Kings were going to do it too. I thought I thought they were playing better. They looked like they wanted it more. They were hungrier. Their goaltending looked better. 
And then I, I don't know if McDavid throwing subtle shots in a postgame interview at Mike Smith helped the guy or what happened, but they ended up winning. So they did. For, those, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, there was a postgame interview after game six, I believe, or maybe it was game five. Maybe whatever, whatever it was, the Oilers lost five to four in overtime. And McDavid made a comment about, well, you know, in the playoffs, you, you'd like to think that four goals is enough. And obviously it's not to get the win. And it was kind of a little bit of a, Hey, Mike Smith, stop some pucks, buddy. But this is nothing new. We've known this about Mike Smith. We've seen yep. this all season. He's, What's Mike, what Mike Smith are you going to get today? It, it's, it's a coin toss. Sometimes the dude plays out of his mind and he puts up a shutty and other times he lets in five goals and you lose it over time. <laughs> I mean, yep. I, I don't know whether I should be upset at McDavid or not. Like, like, dude, you know this, you've seen it all season. This was, this was, this was an issue the first like two months of the regular season. That's what, like, it started off with very similar comments of McDavid and Drysaddle visibly voicing and, being concerned about their goaltending issues. So I'm shocked the Oilers got it done. I think, I think the Kings had a chance and it just kind of slipped from them, but it's, it's going to be a hell of a battle of Alberta. That is for sure. Oh baby. I can't wait. Okay. Okay. Before we start jumping about jumping into predictions, uh, is there anything you want to talk about in the Oilers King series that you saw other than Mike Smith being Mike Smith? Uh, Can we also comment on Mike Smith real quick? Absolutely. Just fantastic series, I thought. I mean, for Mike Smith to play the way he did and actually get this team to the next level. the first round, right, right. Pretty pretty sick. But yeah, I think out of all of the teams that lost in the first round, I can tell you without a doubt 100% that the LA Kings have the brightest future ahead of them. I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. I think that there is a lot of youth on that team. And I think that they're only going to get better. I could see them making a run for the cup probably within three to four years. I so. am going to almost agree with you. Almost. I, I agree. They are young. They have a lot of young talent. I think they will be uh, a scary contender down the road in a few years. However, I think that the team with the best potential, the best like upside from, from this season moving forward is the Nashville Predators. I think Ooh. I think they have a lot of young talent and a lot of up and coming guys that are going to help propel them. It's gonna it's gonna be a matter of can can Soros continue to play the way he's been playing and can the coaching staff put the right guys out there at the right time. So yeah, I agree with you. The Kings have a very bright future. I think the Preds have a little little bit of a brighter future. But okay, that's I, I'm right there with you. The the Kings should not hang their heads. It was a well-fought battle. They brought them to seven games. It's, it's always tough to play game seven on the road. And it, it really just came down to a matter of Mike Smith being on or not. <laughs> That's right. So, we'll, yeah, we'll see how that goes into uh, the Battle of Alberta. Correct. Ba, ba, correct. Ba, ba, ba. We'll, we'll jump into our predictions here after we recap the rest of the first round. Florida and Washington. This one kind of, I, I think it stunned some people. I, th- I think people were ready to write off the Panthers. Yeah. And they, you know, being the president's trophy winner, everybody knows the bad luck that goes with that. And typically, yep. you, don't, you don't go all the way if you win the president's, president's trophy. So, nope. But I think that 
we got, we got a great series. I know it only went six games. It didn't quite go seven, but we got a great series. The Capitals oh, yeah. played very well. The Panthers just continued to do traditional Panther fashion where they like to give up the first goal and then go and win. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's one of those things that I think moving in, into later on in the playoffs, the Panthers are not going to have the luxury of that happening. They're, they're not going to be able to give up the first goal, the first two goals, and then claw their way back in to win the game in the third. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to nope. need to keep it tighter for a full 60 minutes. So yeah, absolutely. That being I, said, I, I, I think uh, Spencer Knight got most of the starts in that, didn't he? Him and, well, I guess him and Bobrovsky went back and forth. And no, Bobrovsky got both, both of most of the starts. I think so. I think uh, that, Spencer was, Knight, that, was, that was the one series I didn't watch as much out of everything. Yeah, uh, Sam. So I'm not, I'm not, I can't remember who the goalies were, but I, I'll, be, I'll be curious to see who they decide to go with down the stretch. Uh, consistently, because I, I do believe Knight and Bobrovsky were switching off a little bit at some point there. Which is quite the goalie tandem. Good it's, God. Dude, I mean, I think back to Bobrovsky, like, oh shit, what was that? Roughly like five to six years ago, I think, when he was on the Flyers. And he was just, mm. dude, dog water. He was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And like, now he's the stud playing on the President's Trophy winning team. I'm like, okay, this is good for you, man. Good for you. Uh, Happy to see the new guys Bob. succeed. That's right. right? That's right. The new Bob. New Bob. New but, Bob. But yeah, I mean, I got to say about that, that series, I honestly was not super comfortable with the cats at one point in time. I was like, I, I think it was after game three. I was like, ooh, <laughs> the caps might be moving on here. I don't know. It was, it was one of those series where I was pretty like, it was just very unsettling to me. It just didn't, it didn't ever really feel very high and mighty on the Panthers at any point in time. Right. I don't know. I, I, I see why. I mean, the Caps, Caps won game one. They went up 1-0. And then they won game three. They went up 2-1. Yeah. And then, and then the Panthers decided to just go ahead and win out. But, yeah. I mean, you're right, dude. For, for a minute there, it looked like, okay, this Caps team is not going to go away without a fight. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, the Panthers did what they always do, as I said, and they like to come from behind and win the game, uh, win the series as well. Again, coming from behind. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm curious to see if uh, the Panthers keep up their trash talking against <laughs> against the teams they play. Oh, uh, dude, those, I hope for so. Those of you, for those of you that have not seen or don't know what I'm talking about, go check out the Florida Panthers TikTok. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to spoil it. It's it's pretty freaking funny. Go check go check it out. See what see the shots they threw at the Caps. So okay, yeah, I I think bad. this is probably the one that we're most excited to talk about. Oh, the Leafs and Lightning, baby! Oh. Lightning move on. Woo. Game seven OT. This this was one where Springer did best me. However, I did say it would make it to Game Seven. I I did think it would get all the way. Yeah. I just had the wrong team yeah. on the wrong side of the, the winning column. So, probably, oh, what, what, dude. What, what do you think of this one? This, was, this was a fucking, hell of a series. This was a hell of a series. The fucking curse, baby. Oh, God. It just it that just series. Continues. God, I love that series because I think, you know, while there are a lot of self deprecating Leafs fans, I think that there are also a lot of Leafs fans that think they're holier than thou. <laughs> so I just being able to watch those crowd shots after losing just, oh, it just gives me a boner. I'll Damn. just say it I straight mean, up. You were, you were, you were super against the Leafs from the get go. I just, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Austin Matthews. I think Mitch Marner, some of the games I watched, he just did not look all that good, in my opinion. He just really, yeah. I, you know, everybody talks about Matthews, Marner, best line mates he could possibly have. He looked winded by game seven. I'll be honest. It looked like he was just not conditioned to go long distance. And I think that that might speak for a lot of the team too, that they're just not really built for long distance like that longevity, but especially, I mean, like, especially talking about game seven, let's, let's break this down a little bit and look at it. You got the Leafs go up one Oh, to start the series, the lightning tie it, the Leafs go up two one, the lightning tie it, the Leafs go up three to two and the lightning tie it. Game seven, of course, the Lightning, the Lightning pull it off. At, at what point do you think the Maple Leafs might have gotten complacent with just trading games, assuming that game seven they were making it back home to win? I think that might have played a factor into, into looking winded. I, I think you're yep. absolutely right. I think there was a bit of a mentality factor there where the Lightning just would not go away. And you look at you look at all the wins except for games five, six, and seven. Game one, five nothing Toronto. Game two, five three. Okay, all right, not bad. Game three, five two Toronto again. Game four, seven three. Ten. Like the first four games of this series were not close. Yeah. So if if Toronto at any point had this mindset of, oh, you know, like we've alternated games, we're just going to kind of coast with them. That was dumb. That was stupid. And I think they did. And I think that's why they were so winded by the end of, you know, by the middle period and ending period of game seven was they were just mentally exhausted, dude. They had yep. gotten beat up and beat up and they went into that game thinking, all right, we're going to take, we're going to take game four. That's how, that's how it's, it's all played out. And we're at home and we have that advantage and the curse has to end eventually, right? This is the year, right guys? Come on. It's going to end this year, right guys? And now you're going home again. Still unable to win in the first round. I it, it at this point it is comical. It's it is so funny is. to watch and them look- lose in the first round. And I will I, I will continually root for them. I I'd love to see them win. I I'd love to see them finally break the curse. Maybe part of that is because I'm also a wild fan, and we're damn near doing the same thing here, barring probably two or three extra years. So I would love to see them win. I also. I hate Tampa Bay. If they were playing anybody else, I think I would have been more excited uh, to see the Leafs curse continue. But the fact it was against Tampa, I just despise that team. I I hate that they went back to back power to them. Congrats. Good for you guys. Fuck off. All right. Stop winning. I'm sick of watching it. Nobody else wants to watch it unless you live in Tampa Bay. Let somebody else win. Enough is enough. If they three peat, I might write off hockey next year. I just might. <laughs> Dude, and and but, that's how I really feel. <laughs> but let's let's also just not forget that the, the longevity that this team, the Lightning, have experienced. Like this, you know, they're used to seasons going deep into playoffs now at this point. Which is true, which is true. And you look at the Maple Leafs, uh, they I don't think a they're single, not built for that. I don't longevity. think a single person yeah. on that team knows what it's like to go deep in the playoffs with the Leafs. So, <laughs> well, yeah, no, not with the Leafs. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, shit, um, Matthews and Marner, the last nine series ending games. Yeah, they're zero and nine in the last series ending games. So, like, you know, game sevens, right. wherever or, or, game, you know, or game six, if you're down three two, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
they're zero and nine, zero and nine, and they they were pretty uh, emotional, you know, up on the the presser uh, after the game, as they probably should be dealing with the fucking Toronto media, which is. I mean, they've got it. They had to just be trolling them all fucking interview, dude. (laughs) Dude, God. Uh, Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, they were. Yeah, they were pretty emotional up there. So I'm I'm curious if, you know, I'll ask you as the greater of the the Leafs fan in between us. Do you think do you think the Leafs come out next year looking the same? Looking the same? Do you think think this stays pretty much the same team? I think for the most part, I don't see any major moves being made. However, however, I also could see some moves being made because at some point that Leafs front office has to start asking themselves, okay, do we care about 60 goals being scored in a season or do we care about winning a fucking cup? Obviously winning a cup. So like, that's awesome. Congratulations, Matthews. I mean, honest to God, like it's, it's an unbelievable feat. It's, it's fantastic. But at the end of the day, Putting 60 goals in the net in the regular season doesn't put your name on the greatest trophy in sports history. So you have to start to think about those hard conversations. Do I think that you win a cup by trading away one of the greatest American-born hockey players of all time? Probably not. However, you have to start having those conversations of, if if we're not going to trade him, who can we get to really supplement this line? to really make Matthews and Marner look unreal. And also, oh. can their last name please start with an M so we can have the uh, M cubed line? That would be amazing. Right. I say you trade Marner for Dreisaitl. I, I don't think the Oilers are letting Dreisaitl go. Even for Marner? Uh-uh. Yeah, that's no. fair. Dude, that's fair. you got to think about this. I mean, Dreisaitl and McDavid have this stupid chemistry with each other after playing for the best, you know, three, four years, whatever it is. Yeah. They're both breaking 110 points every season. That is unreal. So I don't, yeah. I don't think the Oilers have any need to get rid of them. And also uh, the Oilers are still in the playoffs. So they are. That's they're true. Probably not looking to get rid of dry or McDavid or any big names, quite frankly. So that's true. They did make a pass first round. They did. Oh, dude. They did. But anyways, yeah. all right. Well, Leafs, Leafs curse continues. Tampa's <clears throat> dominance in the past three years also continues. continues. I cannot wait for the battle in Florida. We'll cover that here in a second. Let's jump yeah. down to the Canes Bruins. This was another series. Like, I watched it a little bit, but I, did, I didn't go. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch as in-depth as a lot of the other series. So, yeah. not a surprise to me that the Canes pulled it off. I, I think it was a surprise to me that it went to a game seven, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, power to the Bruins for taking them that far. But you just, if there's anything I've learned this entire season, it is you don't bet against Carolina at home. You want to know which games Carolina won? Home games, games, baby. Games one, games two, games five, and game seven. All it takes is getting to all four home games. That's literally all you need. Carolina took care of business. They did what they needed to do. Boston won at home. Carolina won at home. Just so happens that one of those teams got to play four games at home and the other only got to play three. So That's true. I think Boston played them well. You look at a lot of these scores, (laughs) they weren't particularly close either until game seven. 
Um, wow. You had Carolina 5-1, Carolina 5-2, and then you had Boston 4-2, Boston 5-2, and then you had Carolina 5-1, and then you had Boston 5-2, and then you had Game 7, Carolina 3, Boston 2. So great wow. great games by both teams. Obviously, when, when the teams were on, they were on. When they were off, they were off. And yeah. it just happened to be home and away. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if the Canes can get a couple wins on the road. However, jumping down to the series, uh, last and final series in the first round, they're going to have some trouble doing that in Madison Square Garden with the Rangers knocking off the Pens in Game 7 overtime yesterday. Absolutely electric. So fun to watch. And uh, the Pens blew a 3-1 lead. Don't, don't let them forget that. The Pens blew a 3-1 lead. Wow. I honestly forgot about that. Holy shit. I Can't forget about it. Oof. Cannot forget about it. Oof. Three, one lead. And I believe if I'm remembering right, uh, they, they lost game. Oh no, no, no. Never mind. Okay. Okay. No, I that see, means I, I would have had to lose two at home. No, 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 no. Because no, because they were, New York was the better seat. So New York got four games at home. Pittsburgh right. only got so, three. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh won games three and four. Mm-hmm. They won, they won game one in triple overtime, which was electric. Mm-hmm. That was yep. super fun to watch. Uh, they got claw clapped by the Rangers in game two. So the series is one, one and went back to Pitt, and Pitt put up seven goals back to back. They won seven, four and then seven, two. So they're up three, one. Now it goes back to New York. New York wins five, three, uh, New York wins five, three goes back to Pitt. New York oh. won five, three again, back to New York for game seven. And New York takes the three game sweep to take game seven and overtime. I was shocked. I thought the pens had this one wrapped up. The question, the question is though, do you think, do you think Crosby not being able to play in game six cost them the series? I will say, I don't think that Crosby was as big of a piece this year as the regular season. I feel like he, he doesn't put up just miraculous numbers in the playoffs. It seems like, and he hasn't done that for a while, but I, I don't know if that really helps or hurts at all. I mean, obviously losing your most important player, one of your most important players can is obviously going to have an effect on you. So with that being said, I don't really know if it would have made much of a difference, but also at the same time, I could have seen how it would have made a difference. You know, you man, I, I don't know. I've just, I've got a hard time saying he doesn't make a difference. He had 10 points in seven games. Oh, and well, maybe I'm just a big dummy that's, then. That's that's in six games, technically five and a half because he left in the second period. That's true. And then sat the next game. So in five and a half games, he had 10 okay. points. That's, so, so, that's Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big dummy. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to call you a big dummy. I'm just saying. No, no, I am. He's an, he's an important piece to that Penguins team. And I, and I think because he is constantly the name that gets brought up with the Penguins, him and Malkin, yeah. it, it almost like you just kind of go numb to how good he is and yeah. how much he helps that team and how like critical he is to them winning games. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Sydney was out, whatever. Like I, I still think the Penguins should have won. Well, he had 10 points in five and a half games. That's yeah. That's insane. Insane. So I don't know. I think, I think Crosby plays that whole series. I'm not going to say they win. I think things shape out differently. You think it would have gone to double overtime yesterday. Maybe. Well, he was playing yesterday, so I probably not. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. I no. Can I, we? Yeah. 
can we talk about that though? That game seven was sick. Oh, that overtime, electric dude. Also, I mean, oh. but here's here's the issue that I have is these referees need to get the fucking whistles out of their mouths. Stop calling these weak ass penalties. It's it's embarrassing to the players. It's absolutely embarrassing to the game. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. This is not your show, Stripes. This is the players. Yeah, it what do you think this is? The NBA? Play. Yeah, what, yeah. This isn't the NBA. You don't get to. You don't get to be a part of every single play. It's not the MLB. You don't also get to be a part of every single play. You signed up to ref hockey, and guess what? In the playoffs, let the boys fucking play. The amount of games, both ways. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to say one way or the other. Both ways in the Wild Blues series. The amount of penalties that were just absolute 10-ply was stupid. I couldn't get over it. I was livid. Just little, like, stick taps or, you know, checks into the boards that were getting called as cross-checks and interferences and trips. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Where does it, where does it end? It needs to end somewhere. And these next series needs to be where it ends. Get the whistle out of your mouths unless it is unbelievably blatant, like a like a trip where they get taken down by a stick or by a guy, or a slash where the dude runs off because he broke his wrist, or a high stick because somebody loses an eye. If it's not yeah. one of those three things, I don't want to fucking see a penalty call. Let's be honest. When it comes to playoff times, your job is to control, not to enforce. Correct. It is control. The yep. second things start to get out of hand and we start having too many, uh, you know, too many clashes in front of the net, too many little scrums going on. The second that happens, okay, that's fine. Put two guys, put put a guy from each team in the box, call it roughing, play five on five hockey. But but cut it yep. out with this shit of we're playing four on four because they both had different penalties and they weren't against each other, but it was all one big scrum. Cut the shit out. Put a guy from each team that was fighting, call it five on five. And let's go back to playing the sport, how it was supposed to be played in the playoffs, aggressively and hard. Absolutely. So I'm. That's that's all I'm going to have to say. I'm. I'm. I hope the refs got that same talk from Mr. Gary Coyote, but (laughs) probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Gary Oat himself. Oh, dude. Can we also talk about just oh MSG just buzzing, dude. After Panarin the, put that one in. When oh. Panarin put that in, I myself felt like I was in MSG. Like I was goosebumps. And I wanted oh. Pittsburgh to win. I, yeah. I was just like, wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh. Dude, it was yeah, it was sick. And props to, you know, whoever the broadcast team was for that game yesterday. I can't remember off the top of my head. But the fact that they just let, you know they just let the crowd do the talking after and they, he, yes, and they, they scored. And they, 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 they just, they said Rangers scored and they just shut up yep. and you just listen to the horn oh. and the crowd and the music. And oh my goodness, dude. Hey, it and was, sometimes, it was insane. and sometimes no talk is the best talk you can have. The best that, commentary you can have. I could yep. not agree more. Yep. Oh, I and it was, agree more. it was buzzing yesterday. It was so sick. And it, the fact that we were blessed with, Two, not only two game sevens yesterday, uh, Sunday the 15th. Not the fact that we weren't only blessed with two 
game sevens, but two overtime game sevens. The fact they both playoff hockey. Overtime, uh, I mean, it's the definition of the playoffs. It's hectic. Playoff it's hockey. chaotic. It's it's unbelievable. The best. All right, let's get into some predictions. Let's start back in the East. We so we started with the West today. Let's let's start start with the East here. Okay. Battle of Florida, baby. Panthers, Lightning, series prediction. How many games? Who wins? Give me your X Factor player. Ooh, I like that. Okay. One player you think makes a difference in the entire series. Okay. So I, you know, I feel really good about this Panthers team. I, I do actually. And granted, they did not look good that first, that first series. Uh, I, I, you know, I thought that there were some times, like I said, that they just, they did not look like they were going to beat the caps, but they pulled through. And I think that for them to pull through against that team says a lot because that team is used to the playoffs. They right. are that full is true. of playoff experience. Now, granted, they're playing the lightning now who also have a plethora of playoff experience, which is why I think that for me personally, I don't know if I really want to call him an X factor, but I think that somebody who is going to make a huge difference in this series is going to be Jonathan Huberto. I think, I I think that I think I could really see him shining in this series. And I think that if he goes out and plays as well as he did for certain bouts in the regular season, I think that this team could beat the lightning. Now, with that being said, I think regardless of how well Huberto plays and how how well Bob Frosky Bob plays too, I still see the series going seven. After watching these two teams play, I think that the series goes seven as well with a, wow. without a doubt in my mind. Wow. Okay, so it's going seven and you're taking the Panthers. X yep. factor is Huberto. Wow, this sounds oddly similar to the words about to come out of my mouth. Damn mm. it. Um, give me the Panthers. And yes, call it a little bias because I'm tired of watching the Lightning lose. And I'll say it again. I'll say it all day. I'll say it all week. I want Tampa to lose. Don't care who it's to. Don't care when it is. Just hope it's not them that wins the cup. I, th- I, I truly do think Florida has the opportunity to do that, though. I think Florida gets it done in six. I think they win Ooh. game six in the road at Tampa to clinch the series. I have, I have two X factors here. Okay. Huberto is one of them, and that's, mm-hmm. that's why I have two. I don't, I don't want it to just be Huberto. But my reason Huberto is an X factor in this series is the op- like, kind of the opposite of what you're saying. You're saying you're, you see this as a series that he could step up. I see him struggling in the playoffs right now. He has three points through six games. Mm-hmm. That is not the clip that he was running at in the regular season. That's, that's bad. Uh, and especially from one of your, one of your team leaders, your big, your big names, he produced for you all regular season, very similar to Kevin Fiala for the Minnesota wild. You have to step up in the postseason If you want your team to win, if you were one of those guys in the regular season, you have to do it postseason. for that reason. I'm, I'm saying Huberto is an X factor because if he steps up and he starts playing his game, like he can, and like we've all seen <laughs> goodbye, Tampa, Yep. simple as that. My 100%. other X factor is Carter Verhage. This dude Ooh. has 12 points through six games for the Florida wow. Panthers. He is 
on fire. Absolutely wow. killing the game. Six goals, six six assists. Absolutely killing the game. Um, if he if he continues on that clip, he's the X factor. I don't I don't care what I don't care if Huberto puts up zero points and has a negative five rating. If Verhage can keep that pace and keep firing at that clip, I don't see how Florida loses this series. I just don't. I I think you're spot on there too. I did not realize Verhage was dude. Verhage that- had a series. <laughs> An Holy absolute shit. series. Good God. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're both spot on. If, yeah. if Huberto if, can step his game up. If, if, I, Huberto, if Huberto steps up, uh, goodbye, Tampa. That's all I'm yeah. saying. 100%. I love it. I love okay. it. What's next? Uh, Canes and Rangers. Ooh. The, Canes, the Canes have home ice. And yep. both teams are coming off. Game sevens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be it. I'll be it. The Rangers are coming off a series where they played a triple OT and a game seven OT. So that's yep. not a great look. Not the odds are not in their favor there. Uh, especially not game one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the nice thing is, is they get rest till Wednesday. That's true. That's true. They're not playing so. till Wednesday. I like the Canes in this one. I have, I mean, I have them going to the cup in my bracket. Right. So right. I, I like, I like the Canes. I think that this is going to be a fantastic series. I think this is so good. Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is going to be a good series. This is going to be a really good series, especially on the East. I, I think I honestly could see this one being better than the lightning and Panthers. I think, you know, if you take away from the Lightning Panthers, the F- Battle of Florida aspect of it, I think that the Rangers Can series could be really good. Um, I agree. I agree. This is going to be a fantastic series, no matter yeah. what way you swing it. I think that this goes game seven, too. I got to wow. say it. I think that it, it, all of these teams, let's be honest, all of these teams had over 100 plus points in the regular season. This so let's true. be honest this is here. True. However, however, we talked about this earlier. Think about who some of those teams they played were on a consistent basis in the East. Just one hundred percent. Just gonna say that the the gap of making the playoffs and not making the playoffs in the East was astronomical. One hundred percent, especially Absolutely. compared to the West. But I I one hundred percent agree with you. That does not take away from the fact that these teams still put up one hundred points in a season. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable feat. It, good for them. It's awesome. But at the end of the day, I don't know if one hundred points in the regular season is going to translate in any way, shape, or form to the postseason. And it never does. No, it's a never lot of does. different hockey. It is. But I think that there is something to be said about the competitive level. Obviously, granted, the the East was just re- either really good or really bad. There was no middle ground. But I obviously, those, two, those teams still had to play those other really good teams in the regular season, right? So the fact that the Canes finished, I think, second in the East – says something a lot, you know, says says a lot about them as a team. But I, I think the Canes just have what it takes to move on. I think that they are, they're a lot more well-rounded. I think that Sebastian Ajo is probably going to be the one guy who's going to take this Canes team to the next level, to the next series. And that's going to be my X factor. And that's my pick. So I love it. You know, I was about to sit here and say, I think the Rangers can do it. 
Ooh. And then I remembered my advice from myself uh, about 20 minutes ago. You don't bet against the Canes at home. And who has home ice advantage? The Canes. Canes. I'm taking Carolina at seven as well. It's going to be a tight series. It's going to be really tough. And kind of a kind of an out of left field here for my my X Factor player, Jordan Stahl. Okay. For the yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. I think yeah. I think he has a real opportunity to step up, lead his line to get to get some points. He only he, he had he had four points in the first seven games yeah. against the Bruins, which is pretty solid. But yeah, I, I think he could do more. And maybe if it's not on the ice necessarily, maybe it's stepping up and being a leader in the locker room. You know, being a guy that has experience and has has made deep runs in the playoffs before. I think Jordan Stahl is going to be my X factor for this one. I think he needs to make a difference on the ice or off the ice. And the Hurricanes have no problem winning the series in seven. Yeah. I, I say no problem winning it in seven like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Shut the hell up, Dominic. <laughs> Shut up, Dom. Big uh, dummy. Okay. All right. So, so far, you and I are on the same page. I like it. Yeah. I, like it. I, I, yeah. You know, big brain energy on this podcast. Always. So, always. Um, of course, if you have different opinions, write into us. Let us know if, how, if, if we got big brain energy, if we got big dummy energy, let us know. Yeah. Let us know how dumb we are. And then we'll, get really butthurt about it and we'll probably block your email for a couple days and then we'll unblock your email. We'll write back. We'll apologize. And then we'll, uh, um, definitely block your email again. So go ahead, write into us. And, uh, that'll be, that'll be a fun little ring around the rosy. We can play with you. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. Blues avalanche. I'll be honest with you. I think that this, this is going to be the only series I have that doesn't go to game seven. (laughs) Yes, me too, baby. Uh, I think, I think the Avs just are going to wipe the floor at the Blues, and I gotta say, like, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot to be said. I, I think that the fact that this Blues team has made it as far as it has says a lot about them. You know, guys really stepped up. I mean, Bennington in that last series for the Blues really kind of stepped up when a lot of people kind of wrote him off. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I think that this will be a fight, which is why I'm giving it to game six. <laughs> and the Avs, the Avs have had a shit ton of rest now. Yeah, a that's... shit ton, <laughs> which could be helpful or hurtful. You know, I, I feel like there is there is a sense that there, you know, there's always too much rest. That's true. You know? That's true. There's a certain point where it's like, have you been away for so long that you're going to be taken aback game one? Yeah. You know, by the, the intensity of playoff hockey, because you haven't played it in a week and a half. Yep. yep. Do I think that happens with Colorado? Absolutely not. This no. team looks stupid. They just swept the Preds. Granted, yeah. the, like, I, like I said earlier, the Preds were kind of limping around a little bit, but they swept up regardless. I mean, they, they went in there, they did their job, they played four games, they won four games. That's all you need to do. I just, I'm, I'm thinking about the matchups in my head, and I, I don't see how the Blues go toe-to-toe with this Colorado team. There's just no way. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the abs in five. I think the Blues get one, and then uh, they, get, they get one at home, and Colorado goes back to Colorado and finishes it 4-1. I think the X-Factor player for me is going to be Nazim Kadri. He okay. was a little quiet in this first yeah. series. He only had three yeah. points. 
Granted, they only played four games, so I'll cut him a little bit of slack there. But I just I, – I, he's a player that can have a lot more explosiveness than he, di- than he did in this series, and I would sure. love to see that come out when, it, when it's you know kind of crunch time, kind of starting to matter a little bit in round two to see him explode and uh, have a great series. So I think Kadri is going to be my X factor. I love it. I, I'm right there with you. I, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this series. I will be totally surprised though, if the blues can take it to game seven, I'll be shocked if the blues take it to game seven, let alone win. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. I, uh, I think that, yeah, they've, they've got quite the battle ahead of them. I don't think they're going to have enough to take, you know, yeah, they're, they're not going to have enough to take the abs down, but no. We'll see, man. We'll see. It'll, it'll, it's playoff I mean, it, hockey, hey, baby. Playoff hockey. It's going to be a fun series regardless. So, Yep. Just like this next series that we're about to talk Just about. Just like buddy. the Battle of Alberta. We have Calgary taking on Edmonton. Calgary is, First, the, home, Calgary is the home team. They are. They, they, do, they do get that home ice advantage deal. Yep. First time that these two teams have played in the playoffs since 1991. This is, this is a big deal. It's a big, a big series. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. So huge deal. The province of Alberta, where there are no rats at all, it's going to be, there's going to be an absolute war. All out. It's going to be full blown war. But let me tell you, I am so excited for this series. Granted, I'm, I'm not the Flames fan that I used to be, but I am just so excited to watch this series just as a hockey fan you know i think that absolutely for any hockey fan any hockey fan whether you're brand new to the game whether you have been around for years everybody knows the battle of alberta is something that especially come playoff time is something that should be watched it's an amazing series or like you know rivalry to watch in the regular season we've talked about it the past, you know, three weeks, playoff hockey is this different animal. It's it's yep. a, it's a different style of play. It's more aggressive. That makes this rivalry that much more insane. Oh yeah, it is going to be so fun to watch. Uh, very high caliber teams head to head. Not a whole lot of travel going on for them, so that's no. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, it almost makes you wonder: Is there really a home ice advantage? That's. Uh, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yes. I think yes, but not near as much as any other team that's playing right now. No, I would say the only home ice advantage is the actual arenas itself. Because let me tell you, from watching both of those two teams play in their respective game sevens, watching those two, like those two arenas just absolutely buzzing, those arenas were rocking in the regular season or in, in their last series. So the fact that these two teams are going head to head in this series, I think that the only, the only effect that these two teams, like the only home ice advantage is going to be the actual arena itself. I guess. I don't know. I am so stoked for this series though. I think you're right. I I think the actual arena might be the only place, even then though, I mean, it, might, we might see some stadiums that are half and half that we haven't seen anything similar to that in a while. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, 
So I'm curious. That's it's going to be a good one. I I'm going to jump in here with my uh, with my prediction. Okay. I'm taking I'm taking the Flames in six. Flames in I, six. I, I don't think the Oilers have the goaltending to hang around in this series. My X Factor okay. player, and this one's actually a really big one, is for the Flames. Obviously, Tyler Toffoli. He had two points through seven games in the first in the in the first round. Yep. That is not the caliber that Calgary traded for in the middle of the season to bring to this team. Yeah. That's yep. not what they want out of him. That's not how he wants to be performing. And he has to step up. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got to step up and he's, he's got to, he's got to do something. It, yeah. It's a it's very similar again to Huberto. And it, as we talked about earlier, kind of Fiala where you got somebody that's, that's clicking along great in the regular season and get to the playoffs. They're, they're just kind of mad. As a matter yeah. of fact, he's actually worse than Matt. He only has two points in seven games, and he has a minus four rating. Oof. Yeah. So that's not good. He's got to switch something up. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it looks like, but a goal and an assist through seven games when this team traded for you because of the star power that you were showing up in Montreal, they traded for you to bring you here so that you could help them win a cup. You're not doing that by being minus four and only having two points through seven games. You're not doing your job. Yeah. So Toffoli needs nope. to step up. He needs to do his job. He needs to at least create opportunities instead of giving them up. And that yeah. is, uh, that's my, that's, that's my thoughts. But I, I just, Love even, it. even, even without fully performing, I, <laughs> you have Jacob Markstrom going head to head against Mike Smith. I yeah. don't know if I could draw up a more one-sided goaltending matchup if I tried. That's true. But I mean, we'll see. Mike Smith has really kind of stepped up. I, 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 I think this is going to go seven. I really do. Wow. I think that Mike Smith is going to have a couple of really good games. And I'll tell you, my X factor is going to be Andrew Mangiapane for the Ooh. Calgary Flames. Okay. I like it. Somebody, somebody who is, who really kind of made his mark last playoffs. Granted, yeah. he, he, you know, their team had a first round exit last year. But he really stepped up and he was like the only player, it seemed like last year, who was really kind of doing anything for the Flames last year. And this year, we really haven't seen much out of him. So I think that if he can really step it up this series and become the Mangiapane that he was last year, I I think that the Flames could have this one in the bag. But granted, I still think that this goes seven. I'll be honest. Damn. I, I, I mean, I, I could see it. As we said, it's it's all going to be about that flip of the coin before the game starts on whether or not Mike Smith is in his bag. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what see. kind of Mike Smith they get that night. We'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's some good talk for the for the first round and the and the soon to be second round. I think Springer, we have to do an emergency episode later this week, and we'll do Uh-oh. we'll do all of our. Uh, We'll do all of our fun stuff that we typically do. Uh, okay. Our, our draft and our word of the day. We'll maybe maybe we'll do two drafts since there won't be a, as much hockey to talk about if we do one yeah. this week. We'll we'll do two drafts. As always, we appreciate you all for listening. Write in, comment, follow, subscribe. Words, all the things, do the stuffs. We appreciate it, and we're uh, looking forward to getting back on a regular schedule. Yep. Get get back to once a week. Uh, yep. Also, a, didn't, a, even a, didn't even note. Didn't even note. 
I'll be in Kansas City to see you here in two weeks. That is correct. We didn't even talk about that. I, I oh. didn't know if we were going to try to make it a surprise and do it in person or just make it happen. But in two weeks, we will we will we'll have a little uh, in-person pod for for anybody that, that wants to listen to it. I think it'll go great. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my, we'll my, brain, my, my brain's reeling right now. I had some funny things I was going to go into. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll get there. <laughs> So yes, as always, like, comment, subscribe, do the do the things, click the buttons, um, all all the fun stuff. We love hearing from you guys, so feel free to write in if if you got any comments, thoughts, questions, concerns. We love it all. We love it all. The more interaction we get with you guys, the more fun we have. So absolutely, have a good rest of the week. Like I said, we'll try to get a, a little emergency pot out for everybody before the weekend hits with all the fun stuff. And uh, until then, take care. One love. One love, guys. Thank you.